0: This is a CBC podcast. I'm, I'm here to bring the science bring the bring it Yeah no we'll stop that now.
1: Without warning, a giant oak tree falls onto the car, saving the screaming youth in its path. A mysterious stranger insists that Mira somehow commanded the oak to act, that she's a tree talker, a powerful one, and that an ancient order of evil men will be coming for her. That was Grace Nozick reading from her young adult novel, Rootbound. Think Harry Potter meets Greta Thunberg. And I can't wait to take the BuzzFeed quiz to see what my eco-power in this universe is.
0: I'm Rohit Joseph, a journalist whose eco-superpower is... Putting up with camping just so I can see (laughs) some pretty wild flowers.
1: The ultimate power. I'm Johanna Wagstaff, a meteorologist who obviously controls the weather with her mind. And for my outfit, I want a gold
0: breastplate with thigh high lightning boots, please. Would that actually conduct lightning though, Joe? I think you got to think about that before you put it as your
1: outfit. It's about the look, okay? (laughs)
0: All right. All right. How do we actually personalize climate change so that it's, you know, less lame to take action? We want to do something we like. Uh, You could say do something we love. And the U.N. has this list of climate actions that we can all do, but it doesn't really account for our personalities. So that's where we took some creative liberty.
1: Yeah. And I like that this was really the only one we took creative liberties with because the, the word for word description is clean up your environment. And we realize not everyone is going to be motivated by wearing hip waders and heading down to your local shoreline. It has to be personal, something Mm -hmm. you're actually into. But like every climate solution, we know what steps we have to take. Uh, We just suck at making them happen. Our, Our brains are hardwired to make the same decision over and over again. And we also get stuck thinking that nothing we actually do as a single human being will impact big change.
0: I mean, it's it's really hard. So that's why we're taking on the challenge ourselves here on 10 Minutes to Save the Planet. We're going to get the help of an expert in human behavior, a few friends, and we're going to try to reshape our strange brains, you could say, and help make climate action a daily part of our lives. And if we change our behavior just a little bit, maybe we won't all die. Now, that sounds dramatic, Johanna, (laughs) I admit, but we're journalists, and sometimes we got to get a little creative in the ways we talk about climate Mm -hmm. change. I I love trying to change things up, and that's great and all, but uh, I also struggle with whether talking about climate change is enough. I mean, clearly, we need to act more, and when it comes to climate actions that match our personality— I really have no idea what that looks like,
1: yeah. I mean, you and I talk about this all the time. You know, we've we've done a few climate change projects for work and and we're really passionate about it. And if the bosses are listening, we have our season two pitch like ready to go. but i I also <laughs> wish wish that I was doing something more physical, like actually doing something in the world. And I also don't know what that looks like. But I do see young people doing this so well, matching their climate action with the things in their life that they love doing and in really unexpected ways.
0: And our behavioral scientist, Jay-Z, says that's the way to go.
1: I'm Jiaying Zhao, but I go by Jay-Z. I'm a professor of psychology and sustainability at the University of British Columbia. You have to do something that you enjoy. That's the bottom line. I think that's why they are saying that, right? You have to do something that speaks truth of yourself, that resonates, that actually affirms who you are. Uh, your actions is a reflection of your value and your identity.
0: All right. So you got to remind me, Johanna, how dressing up with lightning boots that could potentially <laughs> conduct lightning, <laughs> need I remind you, how does that actually relate to climate action and not just going to Comic-Con?
1: Yeah. Or like what I do after hours. Um, yes. So <laughs> Grace, who we heard reading from her novel, she's actually the founder of this whole youth movement called the Rootbound Collective. So using the novel as a jumping off point, Grace and her team created this whole virtual immersive story experience. of like the marvel universe but for climate justice um what's so cool about the marvel universe is that there's a central lore and so the thinking is what if we kind of had a central lore and a central story grounded in the social science of effective climate communication and then allowed youth artists to come and play and tell their own story.
0: All right. As a theater kid in high school and being in a band, you know, no big deal. I was in a band for a brief, brief time. One time. time. One time. (laughs) It was more than band camp. okay? (laughs) Uh, But for real, I relate to the creativity of this. I do miss those days of just being spontaneous and playing around. And somehow, if I could work that into climate action, that sounds like a really good deal.
1: Yeah, for real, I made fun of you, but um, I was also in band. And <laughs> I, I, I know, clarinet. Um, but no, for real, 19-year-old Jenny Jo is a member of this group, and her sort of creative power isn't music, it's art. And she's got a great example of how an entry point you might not expect can open up this whole world of climate action. I always imagined myself kind of entering climate work through a very like academic lens, but then I had a friend who was like, I know you love collaging. I know you love drawing. I know I know you love making art. Why don't you come make some art for the climate initiatives that we're trying to put out there and start doing some communications work? And that's really how I found out that I could use like my hobbies and special talents and turn that into actual good, meaningful work that fulfills myself. See, I feel like we, we really could use your musical talents, Ro, in the world of climate action. I mean, you know, I there. this is a whole can of worms that we haven't even tapped into and this is really just one example of thinking outside of the box uh, when it comes to finding your own entry point into doing what you love the creative world
0: it's time to act right now right now right now right now I might go to macro this is the section that i'm taking over right now and it's Thank called so Micro much. to Macro. See, I did it. I did it for you, You jo. did
1: it. And you did it live. And I feel like five people just took action because of that.
0: Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully the right kind of action. Hopefully <laughs> they didn't know. turn this damn thing off. But uh, Okay, the idea of making climate actions part of our regular lives, aside from beatboxing in the shower, it's mm. actually an experiment that's happening right now in several communities across Canada, such as Coquitlam and Kingston, Ontario. And uh, there's this program. It's called Cool Kit. I think you've heard of it, Johanna. We, we, we're a bit familiar a cool with this Kit one. you a fan. You're a Cool, a Kit, cool fan. Kit fan. And for those who don't know, it's essentially a DIY climate action toolkit. And the program has been going for two years in Oak Bay, uh, a small community in southern Vancouver Island. And they've had actually some success. I mean, in the first year, Cool Kit program managed to get up to 15% of Oak Bay's neighborhoods represented among their participants, who they like to call climate champions. These climate champions planted 50 trees. They got stratas in their neighborhood blocks to install cooler, reflective roofs that uh, you know help reduce the energy use during extreme heat. And then on top of that, they also managed to calculate their own CO2 footprints. These participants managed to average 3.2 tons of CO2 per year, which is a lot lower than the Canadian average of 20 tons of CO2 per year.: Wow.: You start small.
1: Small steps, low-hanging fruit. Some people say, well, if I don't, you know, sort this or recycle this, or if I don't pick up this thing, or I don't, you know, it's not going to make a big difference. But every little bit does. So if you can't enroll your neighborhood into planting a bunch of trees, you know, stick a little blueberry bush in the front of your place. What a range, right, from... Planting a blueberry bush in your front lawn to collaging with a, a group of 20-year-olds. You know, there, there's so many different entry points depending on what your personality is.
0: In order to avoid insanity, two things come to my <laughs> mind, at least. One, you know, thanks to encouragement from you, Joe, and, and others, uh, I it, I got to embrace my silly creative side. And if that in any way can help get more people towards climate action, then great. I'll beatbox all the time if that's what's needed. Um, And then in terms of doing something physical, because I think I need that too, I'm an avid hiker and I'm always, you know, interested in how trails get built. I want to get involved with actually building or rebuilding a trail in my local area just so that I can help keep up that connection to nature for other people. And maybe that's something that'll help spark a little bit of change too.
1: Yeah, we're not going to try and you know, uh, create, we're not going to stop trying to create climate change content in our day jobs, still working on those pitches, bosses. Uh, But, you know, and I also love talking to kids and other people and educating, but that's all the talking part. So I think for me, trying to find something that physically connects me really is going to involve hanging out with my kid. You know, my Mm. four-year-old is going to be key. And you know, what's really funny at the end of the day It's probably cleaning up her environment. I mean, he'd love that. Going down to the beach (laughs) and uh, the hip waders, he'd be obsessed. And getting him involved will make me a happier person too.
0: Well, that's 10 minutes.
1: You've been listening to 10 Minutes to Save the Planet from CBC Podcasts. The show is written and hosted by Rohit Joseph and me, Johanna Wagstaff. Our producer is Teresa Lalonde. Sound design by Jill Constantine.
0: Fabiola Carletti is our digital coordinating producer with assistance by Sean Lloyd. Our managing producer is Damon Fairless. Our
1: podcast art was designed by Nathan K. Phillips. Our cross-promo producer is Amanda Cox. Our video producer is Evan Igard. And special thanks to Ying Zhao, a.k.a. Jay-Z of the University of British Columbia.
0: Executive producers are Cecil Fernandez and Chris Oak. Tanya Springer is our senior manager. Arif Nurani is the director. And Leslie Merklinger is the executive director of CBC Podcasts.
1: For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.